Hey friends, it's Eric here. Thanks for listening to the Building Us podcast. Hey, I want to invite you to follow me on my new show, Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School, where I take a deeper dive into money and financial topics. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcast, Stuff About Money They Didn't Teach You in School. I hope to see you there. Sometimes you need to quit something to pursue a better opportunity. Sometimes you need to quit something to pursue something better. You can't do it all, all the time. So you have limited money, you have limited time, you have limited resources. And so sometimes you have to quit allocating resources to one area, including your time, to allocate them to another area. You can't do it all, all the time. You can't do both. So sometimes you have to quit. Welcome back to the Building Us Podcast. I am Eric Garcia, Certified Financial Planner and Financial Advisor. And as always, I'm joined by my dear friend, Dr. Matt Morris, Couples Counselor. Matt, what is happening? Hey, man. Hey, man. Good morning. Good to be with you. It's, it has been a crazy few weeks here in New Orleans. I would say it's been a crazy month, man. It has been a wild yeah. ride. That's right wild ride to be here in new orleans obviously we've had hurricane ida which has just disrupted everything you have trash piling up on your streets man what's the smell like i know you do a lot of walking in your neighborhood like it's just it's not pleasant yeah so for for those of you who are not in new orleans we have been through hurricane ida and it's not just a day It, it turns into a month pretty quickly and right now new orleans is dealing with the situation of like trash piling up and debris piling up and we have it way better than some of our neighbors to the south and west um but yeah walking through the neighborhood there's there's a smell of funk i mean i know like there's so many people who are working hard right now and and i hesitate to say this but you just feel like everyone who works in the city just like quit (laughs) like there's nobody (laughs) working in like public safety or or utilities or anything right now there are tons of people working hard to do all that they can i watched these guys yesterday cut down this huge tree and it was a monumental task and they worked all day i mean they must have worked 10 hours to do this thing but on the other hand it does feel like we haven't had anybody pick up our trash in a while it's like what happened so the trash people quit it's a it's a trash day on my street It'd be normally at 5 a.m. The trash truck would come by. No trash truck this morning. Trash has been coming regularly at our house. Problem is they only take stuff that's in your trash can. So I was fortunate I had a neighbor empty my fridge for me. Okay. And it was sitting in a black trash bag on my driveway in a hundred degree heat for two weeks. And what's in that bag? What what did you have in there? What's in that bag? Stunk. Oh my gosh. Of death. It weighed like a hundred pounds. I had to get it in the trash can. It was, it was bad. It was rough. It's bad. But um, we're not here yeah. to talk about trash. And the news today is that the city oh, is right. That's right. That's right. Let's move on. No, no, no. What's the news today? I want to. I want to know. I, I didn't catch it. Well, for those so listening, it's the probably news the today news is that the city's ago, going to use <laughs> going to use city workers to pick up trash, like they might at Mardi Gras, but. Yeah. They're only picking up things in bags outside the trash cans. They're not going to actually be picking up the trash cans because that is a contract. Man, I told so my now wife people last who night. put all their people put all their trash in the can oh, man. are now considering taking trash out of the can. I mean, I told my wife last night. I said, I think I'm going to go volunteer with the city and pick up trash. Yeah. And she for a second she thought I was serious for a second. She's like, really? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Maybe maybe we should. Maybe we should. Yeah, anyway, we should. man, it has been a again a wild ride. I feel like it's been it's been some time since we've been sitting in front of the mics between like your um you know your summer you know vacation and then we had the COVID bug hit our house and then school started with the kids and just adjusting to that schedule and then the disruption of of the hurricane and evacuating for for two weeks just like routine like man everything has just been thrown uh, yep. for a loop and it's been it's been tough i don't know about you but it's been kind of tough for me just to find some 
some normalcy back in and just the the swing of things. And when I got back, I had a, a digital, uh, a virtual conference I attended for two and a half days. So that even further complicated it uh, for me to find some normalcy. Yeah. So, so rhythm is missing right now from, from, from life and, and thank God for schedules and just regular things to do, uh, for, for that rhythm to come back. Yeah. I mean, some days I get to like, it's like three o'clock and I'm like, man, I just want to quit today. I just want to go home. I want to, I want to throw in the, throw yeah. in the towel today for, for whatever reason. <laughs> Speaking of that, let, let, let's talk, let's talk about that, man. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about that, that, Matt. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So today I want to talk to you, talk to all of you about the benefits of quitting. Good reasons to quit stuff. Mm. How's that hit you? How's it hit me? No, I, I think it's I think it's interesting. I'm looking forward to, to talking about this. I mean, I would say whenever you think of the word quit, it's usually associated with something negative, right? If you do like a quick Google search on quit. It's like quitting alcohol, quitting smoking, quitting drugs. It's always associated with something negative. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we have this whole idea that you shouldn't quit, never quit. I'm no quitter. Uh, never stop. Uh, quit shouldn't even be in the vocabulary. As long as you keep going, there's, you know, right it's outside America, my house. America, on the side. Matt, we don't quit. We don't quit. We don't quit. We're no quitters. Well, right outside it, of my house on the on the sidewalk, it's spray painted. There's a there's a phrase spray painted that says, "Even if you fall on your face, you're moving forward." Mm-hmm. So there there's this whole ethos in America about don't quit, never quit. Y'all, Matt loves signs. Absolutely loves signs. If you if you have any really cool signs in your neighborhood, snap a picture of it. Go to building dash us and email it to us. He absolutely loves them. Yeah. I collect pictures of signs all over New Orleans because there's, there's so many great signs. Well, you know, we're coming off the, um, we're coming off the Olympics here not too long ago. And mm. you know, the big story there was um, with, um, oh my gosh. Simone Biles. Simone Biles, thank you. Sim- uh, my wife is going to hear this and be like, how can you forget Simone Biles' name? But like everyone's like, oh, she quit. She quit on her team. Right, that was a big story of someone quitting. Yeah, yeah, big deal. And, and that's hard for Americans. We we think about quitting as weak. We think about quitting as is for losers. You know, there's that mm-hmm. funny T-shirt in New Orleans that's called that that says uh, "Rehab is for quitters." You know, <laughs> and, and it's and that's it said in jest, but we have this whole idea about keep going as long as you keep going. You know, I read a quote earlier about quitting is our is our only weakness. You know, and so what I'm here to do today, I'm here to challenge all of that and talk about the benefits of quitting and good reasons to quit. I want to talk for a second about this. uh, You know, we we often use in in our as, as a euphemism, as a metaphor in our life, we often use the idea of a marathon, right? Life is. Life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Keep going one step at a time. Uh, you, you might know the, the West Coast hip hop artist, Nippy, sorry, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, he's a community activist. Um, he's, he's no longer with us. He's now deceased. But he was a huge leader in his community. And he had this whole idea of marathon that, that, that you got to keep going. You got to keep one step in front of the other. Keep grinding and you'll, you'll get there. You'll improve. Things will get better. You're wearing a t-shirt today. I can see it says better. Things get better one step at a time. You keep grinding. And that, that is really important. That whole idea of like grit, grind, perseverance, persistence. Those are critical concepts for achievement and success. I'm not, not discounting that at all. In fact, I think that if we can teach our kids something really important in school, it's to grind. It's the it's it's to keep grinding. Put the work so in. So I, I I I'm acknowledging that you work hard, you keep going. I'm acknowledging that, but I'm also saying there is a really good time and reason to quit, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't shame the quitter always. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to quit. You ever thought to yourself, 
man, if only I knew what I know today 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago about money, I would be in such a better position, right? Like they didn't teach you this stuff in school. Why didn't they teach you this stuff about money in school? Or maybe we think about like kids these days, like, man, they need to be teaching kids this stuff about money in school. Well, I got great news for you. In November, we are launching a new podcast, stuff about money they didn't teach you in school. It's going to be great. It's never too late to start learning. It's going to be myself, Eric Garcia, along with my co-host, Xavier Angel, financial advisor, and we're going to be teaching you everything about money that you wish they would have taught you in school. Check it out in November on your favorite podcast listening app, stuff about money they didn't teach you in school. You know, um, this is a a throwback story here. You might appreciate this as a a relationship doctor. Uh, One of the things that brought my wife and I, well, at the time we weren't married, brought us, um, my wife and I closer together. She was at LSU and I was at Tulane. And I played a year of football at Tulane. And then after a year, I quit. Yeah. Right? I I just, I played a year, walked on, and then I I just quit. I I had reasons, but I quit. And she was doing gymnastics at LSU and she wanted to quit, but she didn't feel like she could quit. There was pressure. Mm. Like, I can't quit. Like, that's just, that's like, you know, it's a sports family and and we don't quit. I remember I was in the, I was in the drive-thru at Wendy's and she called me. I remember that as vividly or, or we might've been in the car together. That's real vivid, right? I remember it so vividly. I don't know exactly where we were, but (laughs) the conversation was like this. She goes, how did you tell your parents that you wanted to quit football. Yeah. Like that was the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And so quitting brought you all closer together. You know, in sports in particular in the U.S., there's this real, you know, ethos of don't quit. A a famous quote, I bet if I start the quote, you can finish it. Quitters never win and winners never quit. Never quit. Vince Lombardi. And, And that makes great sense. In a football game, like don't quit in the in the football game, but even in a football game, there's tons of quitting. Like people give up on a play, people stop. They recognize they're not going to catch that super fast guy, and they stop running. Or at the end of the game, when it's like thirty-eight to to nothing, teams start taking it easier on each other. There's micro quits all over that place, but there's this like mantra, this narrative of of quitters never win and winners never quit, don't quit. I say BS. I say there's a good time to quit, and let's talk about that today. You know, Hurricane Ida just devastated New, uh, South Louisiana, and, um, and, and when that happens, there are always reporters out talking to people who just lost their homes and, nev- you know, standing in front of whole neighborhoods that are just rubble piles, and it's, it's so sad and heartbreaking. And the, but the conversations are always the same as the reporter talks to the residents. They say, you know, what are you, you going to do? What are you going to do? And the resident is all looks like disheveled. You know, they've been kind of roughing it for a few days and they go, well, we're going to rebuild. It's rare you find somebody on TV that says, man, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm moving. Mm-hmm. But every year there are people that choose to rebuild and there are people that choose to relocate. Mm-hmm. And there's good reasons for both, and and we can we can honor both. When to grind on and when to quit are really personal decisions. Man, relocators are choose. quitters on New Orleans. They're quitters on New Orleans, man. <laughs> people people choose different paths. People choose different that. paths, and we can respect both positions. We can support both positions, and and both positions can be healthy at different times for different people for different reasons. There is a time to quit, and there are clear benefits to quitting. Yeah. So, so what you're what you're saying, what you're saying is kind of even when you mention this topic for the podcast, I kind of push back like oh, quitting. Man, like I don't like the word quit. Yeah. Like, like we don't. There's not, quit. There's no quitting. Come on. Like we we change what we want to do. We pivot. We remove things from our lives to yeah. do something else, but we don't quit, man. Come on. 
like just that word, it, it just kind of has this baggage that goes along with it. And you're sitting here telling me that, hey, dude, drop the baggage. It's an okay word. It's neither good nor bad. It's a neutral word. And we're going to talk about the times where it's okay to quit. It's, it's more than okay. It's, it's preferred. It's a benefit to quit. And that we have, we have loaded the word quit with, with shame and, uh, and guilt that shouldn't be there. There are times to persist, times to grind, and times to quit. Let's get into it, man. All right. So, so I want to talk about quitting for, for winners. Ooh, Good reasons quitters to are quit. For, quitting is for winners. And win, losers, no, winners quit and <laughs> quitters are winners. Is that a new shirt, a new sign? I'll have to talk to uh, Coach Lombardi about this. But quitting for winners, let me give you six reasons to quit, okay? Number one. Sometimes you need to quit something to pursue a better opportunity. That's what I'm talking sometimes about. You, sometimes you need to quit something to pursue something better. You can't do it all, all the time. So you have to, you have, you have a limited, uh, you have limited money, you have limited time, you have limited resources. And so sometimes you have to quit allocating resources to one area, including your time to allocate them to another area. You and I have a good friend who recently quit a, a family business to start another business. You can't do it all, all the time. You can't do both. So sometimes you have to quit. So, all right. So you're not necessarily saying that you're quitting something because of it's, it's bad or it's, you failed at it and you're going to do something different. You're, you're talking about even possibly quitting something that that's good and fruitful just to pursue something else that might be, uh, better, better is right. very vague, right? Better as, as, as you measure it. Better for you. Yep. Yep. Like a lot of people over the last couple of years have quit their job and found that they can now, because they've quit their job, they can do something different and better and healthier for them. Yeah. But it also just may be a creative effort that you, you have to quit this thing that's tying up your time and money and, and energy to pursue this other creative effort. Okay. So just like reallocating resources, time right. being one of those resources. Exactly. So I, I kind of think of this and, from a, from a financial standpoint, right? If, if someone's coming to me and they want to change something financially, maybe they want to save more for retirement or get out of debt. I mean, there is a, you have to quit something overspending to do, to pursue something new, a better opportunity, an opportunity that, that maybe aligns better with your values, like like you said, we saw a lot of this during the pandemic where we've even talked about this, where people had an opportunity to almost kind of reinvent themselves to a certain degree or or quit a bunch of stuff that they were doing and yep. add things back based off of their values, based off of what they enjoyed. And and now we're we're gonna be people are starting to re-enter the world again. And I think that's a, a big thing for people to consider. Like, what do I wanna what was I doing before? pre pre pandemic yeah. that I want to quit doing post pandemic. Right. Yeah. That's actually number five on my list. So let's just go there. You sometimes quit something that is now inconsistent with your values. You, something has shifted, something has changed in your life. Something has changed in your worldview, your, your philosophy and, and you value things differently. And now you, you quit something. You quit something because it just doesn't, it's, it's now inconsistent. Hmm. And so think about how, how the pandemic affected families and brought families home. You know, it forced families home and it forced us to quit all these various activities that we were doing and, and spending tons of time running here and there. And now we can just be at home. Well, we realized, some of us realized we liked being at home. We liked eating dinner together. We liked cooking together. We liked sleeping a little bit more, taking naps or, or, you know, just a little bit slower pace, a little bit more relaxed pace. And so maybe we're not going to go back to like, mm. everybody's got to be in four activities. Uh, so it, it's kind of inconsistent with my values now. And, and maybe it's not, it's not, it's not either, or it could be something in between. Like, you know, I like working from home, but like, man, 
working from home 40 hours a week is that's tough so maybe like i can work from home yeah. on fridays or fridays and mondays or or afternoons yep. or something like that i can i can avoid the rush hour traffic and work from home in the afternoons or something along those lines some hybrid form now you you said it's uh, quitting something because it's inconsistent with new values but what i often see and, and i'm sure you you probably encounter this as well with some of your clients is that there's not necessarily a new value that you have. It's a similar value. You just haven't been, um, right. you, you haven't been behaving consistent with a value. Right. You have, you're totally unaware of the fact that you have this value and you've been acting inconsistent with it. Yep. You've been out of step with your values and now you realize that you recognize that and, uh, you're, you you want to live more consistently. So you have to quit that thing. Yeah, I see that. I see that on the financial planning side often, where where I hear people talk about how important family is and how important it is to to have freedom, and, and particularly from business owners. Oh, I love being a business owner because I own my own business and I and I control my own time. No, you don't. The business owns you. You don't own the business because that yeah. value. You there's things that you're doing um, that are inconsistent with that value of of freedom of your own time. If that makes sense. So it's almost like a rediscovery of your values and realigning behaviors with those values. Yeah. This is taking us into another one of these, these aspects on my list. Sometimes we quit something because it's, it's counterproductive to our, our preferred quality of life. And so I know that these, these things that I'm talking about here, we're quitting because we're pursuing better opportunities. That's pretty clear. We're quitting because it's inconsistent with our new values. That's a little bit more esoteric. You know, it's, we're quitting because it's counterproductive with our, with our new quality of life or our preferred quality of life. That's, you might say, Matt, that's a little bit mushy, a little bit, a little bit fluffy. Let me get back to some more, a little harder, harder ones, a little edgier ones that, that I think people can understand a little bit clearer. Sometimes we quit, quit something because it's just a, it's just a bad return on investment. It's just mm. a bad or a diminishing ROI. And I think this will be, you know, make really sense, make really clear sense for you as a, as a financial guy that sometimes it, we, we thought we had a good idea. We, we, we invested our time, our attention, our money into it. And it turns out it's not a great idea. It's not, it's a, it's not a great return on investment. Yeah, can, can we, we can we define and talk a little bit real quick about this idea of return on investment? Just just so that it's a we're kind of using similar terms and understanding this for for our listeners. So the idea yeah. of a return on investment is whenever you invest into something, you're giving some some resource, right? Uh, typically, we talk about investments in terms of money. I'm investing dollars into Apple, and I expect Apple to give me money back through growth and profit. That's your return that you're getting on the investment that you put into Apple. So from a time standpoint, I may put an hour every morning into working out and the return on that investment of my time is maybe my back doesn't hurt. Maybe I feel healthier. Maybe I'm more active. Maybe I'm able to be more um, uh, active with my kids. Maybe I live longer, right? Maybe I age slower. Um, so that's a return on investment. So what you're talking about is you realize like, man, I'm spending my time doing this and the benefit is just not, it's just not there. And I'm going to spend my time doing something differently. Is that? Yeah. Or, or, and it may have been a, a good idea. There was a real, you know, there was high potential that it, it could work out. And so it was a worthwhile pursuit of your time and attention and effort, but it, it didn't pan out and, mm. and that happens and that's okay. And, uh, you can quit. <laughs> At least you can quit pursuing can pivot, it as Matt. a Matt. Can we can we say pivot? You can pivot. Yeah, I know you like the word pivot, but and pivot is fine. Pivot is a euphemism for quit. All of our uh, okay. all of our all of the people our age who grew up watching Friends right now have this image of <laughs> Ross. Was it Ross and Joey in the uh, stairwell trying to carry a couch up? Yeah. Pivot. Pivot. Yeah. Carry on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you can, yeah, we can call it a pit. We can call it pivot. That's cool. But that, that's soft language for Pivoting I'm is quitting for something. Pivoting I'm is quitting for, for I'm quitting. So a, th a, 
another reason to quit, a good reason to quit, is sometimes what you're doing is is really harmful. That I think that's, mm, that's self-evident. Yeah. Like quit doing the thing that's hurting you. Mm-hmm. Like quit drinking and quit smoking, quit doing drugs. Yeah, like I used to work in drug drug treatment more frequently and um you know, I worked with with people who used heroin. Quit. It's yeah. it's yeah, let's quit heroin. There's not a a safe amount of heroin to use. Um, I actually heard somebody recently argue that there might be a safe amount of heroin. There's not, there's not, it's not, a. It, it's not a good, uh, a good way to, to get high. It's, uh, it's actually, I guess a great way to get high cause it seems to really work. People really like it, but it, it's harmful. Mm-hmm. And when it's life threatening, like many addictive substances and substance use disorders quit, it's good. It's good to quit. And, and that, that whole idea about rehab is for quitters. That's exactly right. Rehab is for quitters and, and for good life saving life giving reasons. That is totally fine. You know, even going kind of going back to the marathon idea, or you mentioned the Olympic idea earlier, there's probably a good reason for a marathon runner to quit, like to just step out of the race. It's 26 Mm -hmm. miles or something like that. I've never ran one. But I can imagine that you're running along and you're like, I need to quit this thing. Yeah. There's there's good reason to keep going. There's good reason to suffer through it and persist and all of that. You know, it's not your best day. You're not at your top form. There, That's different than like, I'm injured and I need to quit. I was training for a couple pre-COVID. I was training for a half marathon and, at about, and training yeah. at about seven and a half miles, my IT band started giving me problems and I had to quit training for a month and I just, I ended up doing the 10 K, but I had, I had to quit, Matt, I quit. You don't think less than you do? No, no, I think quitting you're talking is, about a, harmful. is for winners. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, you think I'm a, I'm a winner in your eyes, Matt? You know, we're, we're Even talking Vince about Lombardi's football players. Listen, <laughs> Vince Lombardi's football players, they all quit eventually. They can't play forever. I mean, they're all aside losers. from Tom Brady, they cannot play forever. They have to quit. Tom Brady. Tom Brady sucks. Oh man, we're gonna get emails on that one, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom Brady needs to quit. Uh, Aaron Rodgers needs to yeah. quit too. Saints put him to shame. But talking about quitting things that are harmful, like in the financial context, I'm thinking about like overspending. Like you just yep. need to quit doing that. You cannot spend money that you don't have. It's bad. It doesn't end. That story does not right. end good. There's no good. There's no good yep. ending to that story. Unless you're like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Someone yeah, can as my financial advisor, you would probably tell me to 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 quit an investment. I mean, you probably wouldn't use that language, but in effect, that's what you're saying. Like, that is not a good investment. Quit. Like use your money, quit man. Yeah, quit it. Quit. Right. Hmm. And And let me... Pivot now to the last one on my Pivot. list here. Are you quitting? Are you quitting on the fifth? Uh, sometimes the fifth you. One? you <laughs> I'm I'm getting to the sixth one. Okay. Uh, sometimes we have to quit a re- a relationship. Ooh. It's it's a toxic relationship, and sometimes there's a good reason to quit the relationship. Now let me ju- let me go through a couple of different relationships here. Really. Firstly, before we get into family, mm-hmm. I'm talking about business relationships, clients. Sometimes there's bad clients, customers. Sometimes there's bad customers and it's okay to fire them, you know, quit. Mm-hmm. You're quitting that relationship. You're just saying, I'm no longer going to do business with this person. And that sometimes is really good. Sometimes subtraction is addition in that way. Do you like that? I use like a math thing for you. I like that. (laughs) Coworkers, um, bosses, uh, employees sometimes can be really toxic relationships. I, I, I imagine that you've probably had to fire somebody at some point. I mean, there's probably a reason to quit a relationship with an employee, a boss or a coworker Mm -hmm. because it's just bad. Yeah. It's toxic. Yeah, no doubt. When it when it comes to families and family therapy, you know, some there's a there's a surprising amount of people 
that have quit a relationship with a family member. We call that cut off in our field, mm. cutting off the relationship. And that, you know, there's reasons to do that. That's a hard decision to come to. And that's a, a grave decision to come to in many cases. I mean, it, that's how families get, um, you know, that's dis discord in families. And it's so messy. that's a really hard one. Well, can we, let's, let's camp out here. Are you, you want to mm -hmm. say something? Well, I just think when it comes to families, um, you know, thinking about famous don't quit quotes mm -hmm. reminded me of, do you remember Jim Valvano, NC state coach, basketball coach who, who, uh, was, was a tremendous person ultimately developed cancer and died, but he gave several very inspirational speeches toward the end of his life. And, you know, mm -hmm. he, he, he's famously quoted, you can watch it on YouTube is don't give up. Don't ever give up. And I think when it comes to family relationships as a family therapist, my preference is to coach people to don't give up. Don't ever don't give quit. up. If it's your, if it's your kid, don't give up. Don't quit. If it's your marriage, try not to give up. Don't quit. If it's your sibling, try not to give up. Mm -hmm. Keep, keep fighting. And, and I often use the illustration of, of, of an accordion. Sometimes you need to back away from that person until mm. things settle down and then you can maybe move back in and get closer. And then maybe at times as things heat up, you back away, but you try not to fracture the relationship. You try not to cut off. That's, that's, Generally speaking, my, my advice to people is, is try not on family relationships, try not to give up. So let's, let's camp out here for a little bit because I think that's, um, okay. I think this is probably close to home for a lot of people, right? There's a lot of fractured families and yep. fractured relationships. Uh, you bring this idea of, of quitting toxic relationships. A lot of those toxic relationships are familial, right? Um, yep. so can, can we talk a little bit more about like, how do you know when you quit on a let, let's, let's heck, let's go straight to your field. You're a couples counselor. You talk to married people all the time. You, you people are sit on your couch across from you yep. who are probably near quitting on each other. Right. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about quitting, quitting in marriage. And these, again, these are super personal, difficult, difficult decisions. They're complicated and they're unique. Each one's unique. And so I'm not giving general counsel here or general advice or anything like that. But um, let, let's do this. Let's take the list that I just covered of, okay. of quitting is for winners and, and apply it to marriage. How about that? So uh, oh, the first so one I mentioned quit, was. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> quitting is for winners. And we're going to talk about quitting in marriage. So that's right. <laughs> this is going to get good. That's All right. right. Let's, let's see. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm intrigued. So the first, the first one I mentioned was about, uh, to pursue, you sometimes quit to pursue better opportunities. But how does that <laughs> oh, apply on, to marriage? <laughs> that sucks. So that does that's not terrible. apply to marriage. That, okay. That's no, in the Bad sense idea. that what we're talking about in marriage is, would be like pursuing a different partner, a different spouse. And I, I think that that is, is unhealthy on lots of levels and that infidelity is very destructive and causes all kinds of seismic harm to people's lives all around. Um, and so quitting marriage to pursue better opportunities is, is crazy and foolish and, and, and harmful hmm. in and of itself. Um, I think that if, if you're out there or you're listening and you are wanting to pursue a different partner or spouse, I think you should go through the very difficult, painful experience of, of, of breaking up or divorcing from your current spouse, that that legal process is really important to protect both of you. Then you should go through the healing process of, of being on your own first, and then you should pursue a different relationship if that's what you, you want to do. But mixing that all together, swirling that all together is, is destructive and painful. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like number one from a, from a kind of a, a, a bond or a relationship marriage being 
a relationship that most people would hold a little bit more sacred than any other relationship. Yeah. Right. Um, right. For, for various reasons, I would say the majority of people still cold marriage, a little bit more sacred. So, so maybe a little bit more work in not quitting and trying to make that one work out. Number two was you quit something when the return on investment is sufficiently low. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if you think about your marriage as having a return on investment. Um, you know, we probably have all of us who are married have probably thought like, <laughs> did I get a good deal? <laughs> did I get what I bargained for? Any of that stuff. Um, but you know, relationships are so much more important than this. They're not as transactional as this. And so I don't think that this return on investment is a good so I should go home tonight and be like, baby, look, I'm going to go home, baby, look, I mean, the return is not high enough. I mean, you got to, you got to, we got to up, yeah. I, I expect a higher return. <laughs> not, yeah. I'm, not I'm advisable. investing this much. I, yeah. Not advisable. Yeah. Okay. It, you know, when you think about your kids, you don't want to, you don't think about them as being a, re, a good return on investment. It's you a just, terrible investment. You love them. Kids are, <laughs> people, kids, I'm telling you right now, are a terrible investment. Okay. Yeah. Do not expect them and to come back and fund your retirement. You're funding their college. There's no such thing as, as retirement loans, people. They're they're terrible investments. Just just saying. <laughs> expect to lose on that deal financially. And they're wonderful. They are so life giving and life enhancing. I mean, our kids are, are so enjoyable. Mm, most of the time. But they're they're not no, a yeah, good return are. on investment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now, the, number the next three was Oh, this ahead. is this is the interesting one here. Um, it's when it's harmful, abusive, and a toxic relationship. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So there are times when the relationship is harmful. It is abusive. It's more than just toxic. It's it's a, it's a, it's harmful. It's dangerous. And that is a good time to to consider leaving, to seriously consider ending the relationship. That is a good time. Um, most people need professional help to do that. Most people should probably get professional help uh, involved with that. I mean, that can, in, that can include couples counseling, that can include individual counseling, um, that can include um, possibly getting uh, an attorney or other legal professionals involved. Um, I always think that it's important to start disclosing the abuse to a couple of friends so that you get some reality check on, is this just me or is this, is this bad? Is this bad? Um, and, and then, you know, there's a time to get out. There's a time to quit. Yeah. And that's okay. This, I'm thinking of your, your accordion analogy, right? That, that, yeah. that maybe there's a time to, to get away, to get clarity, to figure out what's going on. Yeah. To figure out what the next step is, right? To di to discern what, how bad is this, and what are my options? But then there is a time to fracture it. I'm I'm one of those that's like, don't ever try, you know, never give up. There is a time to fracture relationships, and it's when they're when they're totally abusive. Um, I think I do think some people do that too soon, and some people do that too late. And again, these are deeply personal, difficult decisions to make. It's messy. It's messy. What you're saying is put the work in, mm -hmm. right? Put, put, put the work. I in. think put the work in, right? I, yeah. I, you know, I've seen people quit a relationship because they thought it was abusive and they, they could have worked on it. They could have mm -hmm. worked on it. And yeah. then I've seen people stay in relationships way too long that were way too abusive and way too dangerous. I mean, I, I, I've met with couples that I've thought, you all need to not be together. You are hurting each other or one of you is hurting the other one badly. You need to leave. You need to get out of here. Yeah. Um, I've seen, seen both, you know, ends of that spectrum. Yeah. And, and, and I think you said it best, like get professional advice, like talk to someone who, who, who has experience, has experience in this area. Um, it's sometimes it's so hard not to see our own situations because we're in it. Right. And, and we have yeah. biases and um, we, yeah. you know, we have all kinds of biases. And, and sometimes we need someone to tell us that that accountability or not even accountability, that outside counsel, that advice. Right. 
is, is super important. We, you, when we were, I remember years ago, when we were sitting around kicking around the idea of building us and kicking around the idea of podcasting and, and uh, we're thinking about like taglines. I remember one of them was marriage is hard, work at it. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Relationships yeah. are hard. Marriage work is hard. At them. Yeah. That's right. One of the hardest things you'll do as a human. Be married or parent? Be uh, relationships. Relationships. Staying but married while you parent. <laughs> being married. Your, your marriage is probably the one of the hardest human experiences. Yeah. And, and work at it and enjoy it. Yeah. So, so what makes it hard? What makes it hard? Is it that fact that all of a sudden I am no longer, my time and my resources are no longer just mine? Is it, is it a selfish thing? Is it kind of a, like all of a sudden sure. now I'm, I'm living for somebody else? Relationships are, are naturally difficult. We've talked about that in the past, but also marriage does expose our, our immaturity and our selfishness more than any other relationship on, on the planet. Um, so those are, those are probably the big two. Hmm. Let, let's keep going on this, this, uh, this, this, this list. Um, so one of the things I said was that you might, you might quit something because it's no longer compatible or it's, com it's counterproductive to your, your preferred quality of life. I don't think that really applies to marriage. I think that that my, Hey, Hey spouse, I think we should end our marriage because it's counterproductive to my quality of life. That doesn't make any sense. That sounds very egocentric. I think we can move on from that one. The, 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 the last one that we talked about in the previous section was that sometimes you quit something that's inconsistent with your values. Hmm. And that does happen in, in marriages is that over time people grow and change and develop and evolve or, regress and they they no longer are in, in in enough ways they no longer see see life the same way they have mm -hmm. different values they have different goals they have different um you know worldviews or courses that they want to chart and the again these are difficult decisions i'm not making light of this at all um but it does happen where people look up and they go, I mean, we're just, our lives are now so different that I think we can't be together. Is that something that you see where it's career-based? Like we've been kind of in our careers and we've been focused on our careers, maybe not focused on each other, or like we just went through raising three or four kids. And in that process, there was, there was distance and all of a sudden like, Mm -hmm. We don't even like know what like each other like anymore. Like this is this is probably more like um, we now value spending our time differently. We uh, have different philosophies or religions. Even I mean, so so different religions are one of those things that become incompatible for some for some couples, especially if they decide to have children and, and, and they both are strongly attached to their religion. And then they both want to raise their kids in that, that becomes incompatible. If one of them really doesn't care that much, it's not such a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not, not too difficult to, you know, have a spouse who has a different religion than you do until life gets more serious. Like we're, we're trying to pass that on to our kids or end mm -hmm. of life decisions or things like that. Um, so religion becomes one of them, um, deciding to have children or not, you know, if one of them is like, I am, I am, I can't see myself as a parent. And the other one is like, I can only see myself as a parent that becomes insurmountable. And some situations where it's um, like, but you told me you wanted to have kids. And then all of a sudden you change right. like, is that kind of like right. the bait, the old bait yep. and switch? Huh? Yeah. Or, or they just change. Like yeah. we thought we weren't, we thought we were in agreement that we didn't want to have kids. And now 10 years later, one of us really does. Or, uh, this does happen. And this is a, a you know, a, maybe a, a lighter example, but still pressing. Um, we don't want to live in the same place. This happens to new Orleans couples is, is like, 
I cannot see myself living anywhere but here. I have to see myself living somewhere but here. That, that becomes a, one of these philosophical issues. And so that does happen. Um, those are, again, difficult, and, and I encourage people to get help with those. Um, but at the end of the day, they have to make a decision whether they can stay together or not, and sometimes they can't. Sometimes you now, have to quit. Does, there's a lot, it sounds like a lot of these scenarios that you're describing don't happen overnight other than maybe like we get to get we get married we know we're different religions that's obvious that's kind of on the front end right um but like it sounds like a yep. lot of these scenarios or situations happen over time right in, in just right. incremental um you know it's yep. like what they say like if a plane leaves dc and flies to la and it's just like one degree off its chart or off its course it ends up in like i don't know san francisco or, or washington state or something it's over a long right. period of time just being off in a little bit grows. Yeah. Even like that, that one example we were talking about, about the relationship, the marriage being harmful or abusive relationships don't start off being harmful or abusive. They, they, it's incremental abuse that starts to, it's insidious incremental abuse that starts to happen over time when, you know, they look up five years later and they're being beaten almost to death. That doesn't, that's not how the relationship started. Yeah. And that's why it's so hard to leave is because there's so many other moments that didn't include abuse or, or it, at least not overtly, maybe in a manip manipulative yeah. sense, it was kind of writing in the background, but it wasn't overtly present. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, like relationships are messy. Money's messy. All this stuff is really messy. And I mean, if you've listened to us for, for any amount of time, one of the things that we both are huge, huge advocates for are um, seeking out counsel, seeking out not just professionals, obviously professionals are very important, but other people who are not just gonna, uh, I remember Matt, I don't know if you remember this, um, Jen and I had a fight and I texted you and this is when you were, you were, your office was closer to my office and one of the things that we would do is we'd go to Buffalo Wild Wings, grab a beer and watch Champions League games or, or yep. uh, Premier League games during the day. And there happened to be a game on that day, and you're like, "Hey, man, uh, you want you want to go grab a beer?" I'm like, "Yeah, Jen, I had a fight, and I just I'm like, I was I was so worked up." And one thing you told me, you're like, "Hey, do you want me to talk to you like as a friend or as as a counselor?" And I'm like, yeah. "What's the difference?" And you're like, "I'm a friend. I'm gonna I'm supporting you, man. I mean, I'm behind you a hundred percent." As a counselor, yeah, that's the role of a friend. <laughs> yeah, it's the role of I'm behind you, man. But as a counselor. I, I'm I am taking the posture of someone who's trying to help you uh, reconcile the relationship. I'm like, no, dude. If I'm wrong, like, call me out on it. Tell me that I was wrong. I don't want you just to support me if I was wrong. And you have to surround yourself with people who you're willing to be vulnerable around and take their advice or listen to their counsel. Mm -hmm. And that applies to big decisions about quitting something. Yeah. Sometimes so quitting isn't always somebody. for losers. Quitting can be for winners. Pivoting. Pivoting is for <laughs> savvy business people. <laughs> right? Quit, quit, quit to win. Quit to win. I like quit it. Quit to win. I like it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Hey man. So, so let me, let me move to this next section here. Um, you, you and I have been making a podcast together for like more than a year. 50 something um, episodes. Yeah. We started, we started doing it a couple months into the pandemic shutdown. The COVID um, pivot. You and I have worked together for, for years and, and we'll continue to work together for years. Is, is this the end of the building us podcast? Are we quitting? I think I think we're pivoting. I think I think we're pivoting. I think this has been um, this is a trend. Like you know, since we've been working together for goodness, what eight or nine years, we've had various iterations of what building us looks like. Um, yeah. So we we are we are the podcast is uh, going away. Uh, it's sad. It's sad. But but this is not the end of building us. Uh, we're we're going to continue to collaborate. And who knows who knows what what. Um, what the future holds. I know that there's, that we, we've both talked about this professionally within our own 
within within our own fields, within our own industries, there's things that we want to focus on, maybe go a little bit deeper, expand our individual practices. Um, and, you know, so that's kind of yeah. one of those things from not to say that there's a, a bad return on investment, but there's focus that each of us want to put into our own practices and maybe uh, uh, pursue other projects. Yeah, re- reallocating resources. Quit the quit the podcast or quit podcasting for now to reallocate these resources to something else, and that's okay. That's all it is, and that's okay. And um, we're still we're still best friends and in in each other's lives. I know that you hate the word quit, but sometimes, man, quitting is for winners. Matt, you're a quitter. Okay. No, you're not a quitter. Oh, we are quitters. I can live oh with that. Gosh. I got, I got to live with this, this fact. I need, I need to go, I need to go therapy, talk through this. <laughs> no, y'all, it's been, this has been a great run. This has been awesome. I'm actually, one of the things that I'm going to be doing is, I don't know, Matt, if you ever go back and listen to any of our old podcasts. I do not because I want to hear what I have to say, but because there's so much wisdom from some of the guests that we have, I still learn yeah. from some of our guests. I still learn from hearing some of the things that you've said. And one of the projects that I want to do is I really want to go back to some of our older podcasts, dig a little bit deeper and create more content around uh, those podcasts and, and those lessons there. Just start mining those podcasts for for some of the the, the gold, the gold nuggets, yeah. the nuggets of wisdom in it. So this is not the end. We are not quitting. I wouldn't even say we're, we're pivoting. Maybe we you are can't pivoting. say it. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, y'all, keep, keep on keeping on, right? Keep grinding. Whatever you do, Keep grinding, keep grinding, pursue, pursue what you love. Look to align what you do with your money, with your values. That's so important. Pursue what you love. I know Matt and I both have a passion for what we do and we're, we're, I mean, we're just going, we're just going harder, um, pursuing our, our passions and our individual fields. And I encourage you to, to pursue your passions. As Matt says, relationships are the guts of life. You know, you will... At the end of your life, you will care more about the relationships that you have built, the quality of the and, and the quantity of the relationships that you've built, than the value in your 401k account. I know as a financial advisor, I talk about money all day, but at the end of the day, take away all my money, leave me with my friends and the relationships that I've built, and I am a happy, happy man. So keep on keeping on, keep on investing in your relationships. Quit it. Dr. Matt Morris maintains an active private practice for couples and families in the greater New Orleans area. To learn more about his work, visit drmattmorris.com. Eric Garcia can be found online at plan-wisely.com. His branch office is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. The branch phone number is 504-218-5479. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through New Century Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance services offered through Garcia Financial Group, LLC. Entities listed are not affiliated.